0: It was the hardest decision I ever made to say I was gonna walk away from this relationship knowing that it could destroy my business, but I was for the first time putting myself above my business, which I hadn't been
1: doing. Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work, and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the Freedom Lifestyle, and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can, too. The Freedom Lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? I went from one day
0: having a team of a bunch of people to the next day saying, we're splitting this company in half, you know, fight for it.
1: We made it to episode 12, and this one is pretty damn special. Today, you'll be introduced to Megan Kraft, who came into my life when I was living in London, Ontario. We both went to Western University and were very involved in the student entrepreneurship scene there, which brought us together. I'm very lucky now to have countless female entrepreneurs in my life. In fact, I'm running out of podcast lots to interview all of you. But back then, in London, several years ago, it was pretty rare to find other girl bosses to be your friend. And I'm really lucky to have had Megan in my life all these years. We've continued to support each other through so many different life milestones businesses, career moves, breakups, city moves. I'm so grateful to be able to tell her story with you today. It's personal, inspirational, it's real. It's her journey of walking away from her first business after breaking up with her business partner. Breaking up figuratively, literally all the things. We're going to get into that story. Before we do, I want to give a quick update because we're almost halfway through season two now of the podcast series. I've been planning lots of fun and hopefully valuable events and workshops for us to get together in person in June and July, summer 19, y'all. It's hopefully going to be pretty epic. At least it's feeling like that. If you want to have a pulse on some of those events and workshops, make sure you're in our Facebook group or signed up for our email list. Bonus points if you're in both. We're going to be making the announcements in the next week or so. Eek, there's so much to look forward to, including your introduction to the lovely Megan Kraft. Megan, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I've had the pleasure of watching you start and transition from a few entrepreneurial ventures now, which has been fascinating. And frankly, you've earned a lot of my respect. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What a a lot of people might not know about you, though, is that before all of this, before becoming a serial entrepreneur, you were going to go to medical school. So I would love to start with that and how you knew to walk away from something like med school. I think it kind of
0: happened without me even realizing it at first, and then I I had to take a a minute to get some perspective, but I I studied evolutionary biology and neuroscience in school, so my uh, background is consumer behavior, but... Um, Originally that was coming from like animal behavior, so looking at human and non-human animal behavior from a biological and psychological perspective. And I, I really was passionate about what I was doing there. Through that process I had the opportunity to start my first brand and that's actually how you and I met. It surprised me that that brand really took off and I had this opportunity to do something that I had never thought I could actually do for a living. Being a clothing designer for a living is something that little girls dream of and you don't think you're actually gonna become that. And I had put so much time and energy into um, going, the idea of going to medical school. And then this this idea just kind of came up and it just naturally flowed. And I really needed to give it a chance to, to breathe. And so I deferred medical school and uh, pursued my passion, I guess, one was bigger than the other. And do you have
1: any regrets about that decision? Like you never went.
0: No, I never went to medical school. I never went and got my master's, which I expected. I think my grandma maybe regrets <laughs> that I didn't go. Like when I sold my first business, she was like, so are you gonna go back? And I'm like, no, mom, or like, you know, no, grandma, no, ma. I'm not gonna go back. I, I don't think I regret it. I think that I would have been an amazing doctor, and I see how adaptable I've been in in entrepreneurship, and I think it could have been applied. But I actually think what I've done for a living is more rare than becoming a doctor, and so I see that as like such an exciting thing because it's more rare to be a successful entrepreneur at that at, at the age
1: I'm at. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, that first business, that clothing brand that you ran, that's what brought us together. How long were you running it before you ultimately sold? your share of it. Mm -hmm.
0: So I started my first business in 2012. It was called DPMS when we met and I sold the business last January. So January of 2017. So five years of me running that business.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that business taught you a ton, you know, being in fashion, exhibiting at all the music festivals I saw you at, that was too fun. Launching a brick and mortar store. What are some of your favorite memories that that experience gave you? I did learn a lot from that first brand. I was
0: kind of just pushing myself over the edge as far as you know learning on the fly and and being able to set up at some of these massive music festivals that's definitely a top memory for me but i actually think i i think back to the day where i pitched my business at Biz Inc, where we met and you were you were there i'm like that was so far into my past and such a scary moment and i look back at that as being one of my biggest and most like favorite memories because i was just terrified and had no idea what i was doing and now you know like like seven years later, is it seven years? Is that how long that's been? Um, you know, I still remember that moment so vividly. And I think like, you knew nothing. And then these people believed in you and gave you this money. And like, it just,
1: it went so quickly. And you were running that business with your boyfriend at the time. How is managing both a romantic relationship and a business relationship with the same person?
0: So I think that there's a lot of positives and negatives to running a business with a significant other. Uh, I think the business could have never existed if Dan and I uh, had never worked together and lived together and did all of those things. We really fed off of each other's skills and ideas and pushed each other through some really good and bad times. So I see that as something that's pretty hard to replicate um, without your significant other, especially now that I'm trying to build you know, some other brands. And I know how hard it is to do on my own uh, without that. But I also think it's hard to balance a romantic relationship. And I think that a big part of why my relationship failed was because it got lost. Um, there was no relationship left. It was all business. And that became our number one priority. And both of us put all of our energy into that instead of into our relationship, when we became friends and business partners. And um, I think we just kind of grew, grew up. I don't even think it was like grew apart, but you know, we just both grew up. We were very young when we started.
1: Yeah. What were the ages? So you had the business for five years,
0: you said. Yeah. So I was. That's what I was like. I I was a twenty one, twenty two, and Dan was a year older than me, so twenty three. You know, we were living together, running a business full time. I owned. I guess I was yeah 24 when I opened my store, uh, so I was running like multiple employees and had a lot of responsibility for you know a 24 year old. It's it is a hard thing to balance, and I I feel now like I'm divorced, which is like a hard thing to say, and I yeah. think people think it's crazy, but uh, I am 28 years old and I've been divorced. Like there was no ring, but there was a dog, a home, a business, and it all had to be separated, and it emotionally was the same it costs pretty similar to the same amount. And so that's been like a really big thing for me to process now in
1: my life. I can only imagine that. I mean, I had a business with my friends and even just seeing the impact of friends and business when we don't live together, when we aren't relying on each other for every other aspect of our lives, like even that puts strain on it. So I can only imagine what you went through.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to disregard how I think rare and unbelievable the connection that we had was. And that's what set us apart from you know many other clothing brands that have started but uh, yeah I think it can get really lost if you don't focus on maintaining that relationship and I don't even know if we focused on it if that would have fixed the relationship but I do think that that it becomes hard to
1: balance when you just put everything into your business. There's not much left for you to separate. Definitely. And I actually found out about you leaving that company through a public LinkedIn post that you wrote that was announcing your exit. I thought that was super brave. Why was it important to you to write that? I think it was
0: really important for me to post on linkedin about me leaving my business first of all because it's a it's a great channel for you to uh, interact with other people in business and i knew that there were a lot of people following me there that you know maybe weren't my facebook followers or you know instagram followers um but i think most of all i felt that my voice needed to be heard when my business came apart it was in a really hostile way i made a decision for myself to Walk away from a relationship knowing that that could destroy my business, and we continued to run a business together for a year after splitting up.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah,
0: so for an entire year, and and things got really bad, and things got, yeah, like the it's the hardest thing I've ever probably lived through. It was a very abusive situation, and I think that it, it was the hardest decision I ever made to say I was going to walk away from this relationship, knowing that it could destroy my business, but. I was for the first time putting myself above my business, which I hadn't been doing. So when that happened, there was a lot of of feedback coming from the other side of this this narrative. And I, I felt that this was an important way for me to kind of say, you know, I'm moving on to my next chapter. This isn't how, you know, this isn't the end for me. This is a new beginning. And I'm really excited about that. And my voice deserves to be
1: heard and not just the person who ended up buying the company. Absolutely, and I'm so glad you wrote that. I think that that was really smart for you to tell your side of the story and I'm really appreciative of you coming on my show Mm -hmm. and further telling that side of the story because I think it is super powerful. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do it. It's really exciting. One thing I wanted to ask you about is your identity in that process because, as I alluded to, I left my fashion brand as well with my business partners that were my friends and when that ended, I feel like I went through a bit of an identity crisis. I felt a lot of anxiety about who I was. Am I still a girl boss? Am I now a failed entrepreneur? And so I'm curious, what was the post-exit experience for you? Uh, The post-exit experience is
0: something that I compare to uh, losing somebody through death. Uh, The grieving process to me was almost identical. I went from one day having a team of a bunch of people to the next day saying, we're splitting this company in half, you know, fight for it. And so I went from, and I wasn't living in the same city. So it was me fight to get it back or decide that if I even wanted it. So I spent from October until January, you know, fighting to find investors and decide, you know, have both of those options available to me. Uh, So I was just fighting to keep my business or decide what I wanted next. And I woke up the next day after, you know, splitting this company. And it was like I lost who I was. I lost a person, you know, I didn't have any of that responsibility. I didn't know who I was anymore, and I didn't want to get out of bed. It was a really, really difficult process to live through. I was very stressed and anxious, but, um, you know, I faced that head on. I I started practicing a lot of gratitude, reaching out to my network of like uh, mentors and and people around me, and I, I was very much surrounded by amazing people who kind of helped walk me through that process. Um, and figure out what was next for me, but it's been really exciting since then. So
1: absolutely, yeah. you should be really proud of where you are right mm-hmm. now. So I'm excited to get into that. What were some of the actions, I guess, you took, knowing that it was a dark period, knowing that you needed to reinvent yourself, knowing that you needed to figure out, okay, how am I going to contribute to the world next? What did you do about it?
0: So I think I had a lot of fear at first, and I, and I had this sense of loss and. I decided i was like you know you're gonna have some money after this business sells you know what are you gonna do you could go on vacation you need to get out of here i needed a change of perspective and i had spent all this time you know fighting you know for my business and legalities and stuff like that and i was like you don't want a vacation you've been sitting in toronto like not sulking but just having to just be in the middle of something and not sure where you're going next i was like i want a challenge so i spent about It took me about 15 minutes of searching on the internet to decide that I wanted to go to India, and I've always wanted to go there, and so I booked myself a one-way ticket to India and said, there's no greater challenge in the world than this, and I figured it would be a great place for me to look myself in the face, make new friends, push myself to um, just get right outside of every boundary that I've ever had, and just kind of see what happened and learn about manufacturing and artisans there. It was amazing.
1: And why India?
0: So my grandma was my inspiration always growing up. I traveled with her a lot. I've, I've seen a lot of the world, and she's unfortunately not alive anymore, but that was the only place she ever, like, never made it to. She'd seen the Great Wall of China cruise down the Nile. I grew up seeing, like, photos of Egypt and... I always knew that somewhere she wanted to go. And so I felt I was kind of going there for her, but it was like a gut instinct. I remember being at home with strep throat at my mom's house. I had strep throat in the flu at the same time, probably from being so stressed out. And I spent like 15 minutes. I'm like, I don't want to sit on a beach for three months. Where am I gonna go? And like India came and it was just like instant. You're going to India, and everyone was like, You're crazy. You are not going to India alone as a woman. And it is the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life.
1: Wow, I'm mm. super close with my grandma, so that warms my heart. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a sweet story. I do a lot of things in my life thinking of her. She really was kind of a major mentor that shaped me into who I am today
1: and what a tribute you came back with a fashion brand and I know you're doing other stuff so what are you up to now how did all of this experience kind of land you to who Megan is today and Mm -hmm. and what's getting you excited
0: so I think that my India journey was a lot about like facing myself and kind of going through some of that grief and and healing and you know gaining some you know spirituality and and just self-practices and and just making myself healthy again. And then when I came back, I kind of went through another weird period where I had no idea... Who i was and what i wanted to do i came back with this amazing resort wear line that i created and i had no idea i would create in india Uh, i spent the summer building that out but at the end of the summer i was like i'm you know i can't spend any more money on this i have to get a job but i'm not ready to go and work in a corporate setting after being an entrepreneur since i was 21 and so i went through another period where i was like working to live in the city because i didn't want a corporate job Um, And then I picked up a project called Design by Toronto, where I got to art direct and creative director project. And it really re-inspired me to get back involved in my own industry because I felt that's where I was drawing inspiration. Instead of going, you know, making like money at a bar, you know, to pay bills so that I could be a clothing designer. I was like, you need to go back into your industry and start picking up projects um, so that you're surrounded by those creative people again. And so right now I'm currently the... Head of sales and marketing for an ad agency called Anti Social Solutions. So I am building their Toronto office. I'm also the lead producer for the Mix Toronto, which is a social content platform um, for millennials across Canada. And I own a Chai Atelier, my clothing brand. Uh, and then I pick up a lot of side projects doing art direction. So Greenwood Stakes is a horse race. I'm about to art direct, I did design by Toronto, and then I'm working on doing some art direction for a music festival this summer.
1: Wow, very busy. Uh, so it's a lot, but I absolutely love it. It's great to be busy when you love everything you do. Definitely, and so your ties are completely done from that first business, and would you say that you're healed from that process and are you know re-inspired by what's going on in your life, or how do you feel now?
0: I think there's some moments where it stings Um, thinking about my last business it was my baby you know I created it from scratch it was amazing and that business still exists Um, knowing that it will never be what I had planned for it is a hard thing to swallow even now and when you build something up to that level and then you walk away from it you know you have to kind of start back lower and you can't take away those skill sets at all but what you are taking away is that a little bit of that progress, and so there's some moments where I'm like, you know, damn, it would be nice if I just, you know, had all these people that were doing things for me instead of, you know, hiring my first intern again, and you know, all of those things. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think that it's been amazing to step into something new using all the skills that I learned over that time period, and the last two and a half years since I, I, you know, made these started making these changes have have been life-changing, yeah, absolutely
1: amazing. I'm curious about mentors and how they play a role in your life. You alluded to when you were kind of going through this transition, how grateful you were for the people that stepped up in your life. When you think about that, what are some of the best advice you've received along all of these entrepreneurial journeys and navigating your early career?
0: I've learned a lot of really great advice, but one of the things that has stood out to me recently is Uh, it kind of ties into one of your previous podcasts is to be shameless in self-promotion. I think that people are really scared to talk about themselves and to go out and network and say, this is what I do. I'm really good at this. And, you know, this is where I'm at. Not in order to compare yourself and judge against another person, but just for awareness. Like you are your own greatest marketing tool. If you're not willing to go out there and say who you are and what you do, then you're never going to build those connections. And I think I've really successfully been able to market myself in Toronto and, and see my career on a really steep uphill tra- trajectory right now because I'm, I'm, I'm able and willing to go out and, and
1: network with people and, and be shameless in my self-promotion. Absolutely, that resonates with me and I think when you participate in the gig economy like you and I are Mm -hmm. doing where you pick up these freelance gigs and these consulting jobs, you really realize how employable you are and how really that came down to you taking your personal brand seriously over the last few years when people may have rolled their eyes at social media or put their concerns first. You kind of see what all that work was for Uh,
0: yeah it's amazing to kind of look at that now and say wow you took this big risk to leave something that was secure you would have been fine in this relationship this business probably would have been you know really successful but you wouldn't have been like happy in the way that you are now absolutely and Mm -hmm. that's so
1: scary to one admit that and then two do something about it so Uh, good for you thanks yeah terrifying but totally worth it (laughs) as the best things usually are Awesome. And you got to come to my live podcast taping in February. Thank you again for coming. You're so supportive. I wanted to ask you, when you think about my movement and the freedom lifestyle term in general, how does it resonate with you? The freedom lifestyle, I mean, first of all, your podcast taping was amazing. Thank you. I was
0: so proud of you in that moment. You were meant to have your own podcast. Thank you. You did a great job, and it was really cool to see that happen live. I think being able to do what I want, when I want, with the people that I want, that is a freedom lifestyle.
1: We're going to wrap this up with something new I'm trying. We do a rapid-fire round where answer as quick as possible, and we just go from there. you ready? Okay, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Don't be. Okay. Big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs. Ariel or Jasmine. Who, Jasmine? (laughs) I thought you'd pick that one too. (laughs) Um, Weekday bedtime? Probably midnight. Do you believe in soulmates? No. Would you rather be rich or famous? Rich? Something that's still on your bucket list. I don't know the answer to this one. Uh, Swimming with sharks? Beer or wine? Wine. Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. Interesting. I know. LA or New
0: York? I'm so torn on this one. I choose LA for the better weather.
1: Favorite morning ritual?
0: Listening to the news on Google Home.
1: What's your worst habit? I don't even want to say it. Say it. It's so (laughs) bad. Okay, continue. What's your favorite thing about yourself? How outgoing I am. Who inspires you? My friends. Something you wish you knew more about? Math? Favorite <laughs> podcast other than mine? Girl Boss Radio. Same. Amazing. Well, that's it. Those are all the questions I have. Thanks for making my job so easy. And I know that the listeners got a lot of value to that. So I really appreciate you getting real.
0: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's amazing to get to talk about my story. It's really, really exciting. So thanks for having me here. And I can't wait to hear all of your future podcasts because I know this is going to continue for a long time. Thank you for saying that. Bye. Bye
1: that's it for episode 12 if this story inspired or motivated you i would love for you to share it on social media or within your networks it is such a grind trying to promote a podcast and i could use all the support and all the love that i can get i'm also really excited because i've secured some of my first podcast sponsors and i'll be announcing them on upcoming episodes so my downloads are about to be more important than ever Remember, the freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free?